0: I'm Tony Esselin and I'm Amy Bernard and we are here to help make it make sense. This is the podcast that takes complicated science and breaks it down into easy to understand language. So buckle up buttercups, you are
1: in for a bumpy ride. Yeah.
0: I want us to know how we got here.
1: I mean, I think There has always been in a a past podcast, but we're going to reprise it because it keeps coming up. It (laughs) Uh keeps coming up. So let's let's do it.
0: Yeah, this is this is important. So. um, So, you know, how do we get here? There have been, I think, mistrust in medicine and vaccines for a long time.
1: Yes. And
0: And, uh, you know, it's nothing new for people to be skeptical of vaccines and medicine like that is that's nothing new. That's nothing unusual. Um, but um, back in 1998, when Tony and I were not yet Dr. Amy or Dr. Tony we're
1: we were striving, we were striving,
0: although we were working on it, we're working. On um, it. There was um, a, an article published in The Lancet. Which is, you know, a, a, it's a pretty prestigious journal. But this came out in 1998, and it was um, a paper that was published by someone by the name of Voldemort. <laughs>
1: his name was not Voldemort, but she won't say. His
0: name. <clears throat> I won't say his name because I I don't want to give him any press. But that's what that's my pet name for him. <laughs> um, but this <laughs> this paper um, was related to the MMR and uh, was trying to link the development of um, autism um, to the MMR. Now, what's important for you guys to understand before I dive into that a little bit is that the paper was retracted. Um, In my opinion, it took far too long for it to be um, retracted, which means that it was removed from the literature. Um, It took about 10 years. And the MD who led this, he who shall not be named, um, was, uh, the MD that led the study lost his medical license. So it was actually taken away from him because he lied. This was a a paper that was based on fraudulent data. And, um, there's an entire website, um, which you could go to if you want to learn more about it there's an investigative journalist by the name of Brian Deer who did some amazing work like over 10 years of work piecing together all of the different elements and publishing it all and putting it all out there for everybody um but he tracked all the different elements and it turns out that the the it was a he was a pediatric gastroenterology doctor so a a GI doc and a kids doctor It was only 12 kids that were in the study and they had um, GI issues and he subjected them to um, invasive like GI, like colonoscopies and things like that, trying to look at the gut. And um, he was he the main data from the paper was um, interviews with parents and parents talking about um, how. Uh, They were relating some of their um, child's uh, developmental delay with the vaccine MMR. Um, And it came out later. And this was part of the reason why um, this MD lost his license um, was that uh, he was being paid by an attorney um, that uh, was trying to go after vaccine companies. And the MMR was, I think, something that they had wanted to target. So there's just this whole and and by the way, Voldemort was paid about a million dollars by this Mm. um, attorney over the course of time. Um, And this, of course, didn't come out until later. But this is one of the reasons why this um, it's unethical. It's immoral. Um, It's an example of fraudulent work that was published and, um, you know, put in the media quite a bit. I mean, it's just it's one of the most, I would say. I can't say most. It's definitely a disappointing chapter in medicine. There are a lot of disappointing chapters in medicine. I think that you you could have, (laughs) yeah, I mean, in the context of the way that certain groups of people have been treated, I mean, it's just like, there's, there's a lot, but this is really, this adds to the disappointment. And um, this person now is paid by anti-vaccine groups to speak all the time and makes like millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars to speak at all these like rallies. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's actually makes me sick to my stomach, but this is what, this article is what started people really having distrust in the MMR. And this is why MMR rates dropped so precipitously after 1998. And this is why this is one of the main reasons why we are where we why we're here right now. Like why that 25 percent of kids are not vaccinated for MMR in Ohio. Like that's just an example of, you know, how we got here, which I think is a sad. It's a sad chapter that, you know, in in medicine that It's still continuing because the the distrust in medicine and vaccines and vaccines in particular just, um, I think, continues to grow, unfortunately.
1: I think I want to just to add to that is just to clarify you know I can hear I can imagine someone listening to this and saying to themselves well yeah you know he was going after the vaccine companies because they're 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 hurting people but that wasn't the reason it was for financial gain like it was it would be one thing if it was you know I could hear people saying that oh you're just you're t- you're you're calling it fraudulent because he's speaking truth to power <laughs> you know um and and that, you know, the 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 idea is to of course paint him as you know this fraudulent physician, um, and and uh you know um you know make him look like he like he's like he's a bad person um because he's just trying to like save people from getting this bad disease. And and the thing is that like I can see where you could think that. I think that his initial Um, goal was not, it was almost as if like, let's back this car into the parking lot, right? As opposed to like, let's figure out what happens if you put this car in drive. Like it wasn't that way. It was basically like, you know, let's, let's try to figure out how to take this vaccine company down just so I can get paid. Like that was the reason was so I can be paid, not because they were doing anything bad. That's the part part. And then they manipulated these poor human beings in the study, that's the that's the part. That's the part that just takes everything off the table. You manipulated these people um, and then basically just use the data incorrectly. Like there are ways to look at the data to make sure that if, if if this was actually causing harm and we already have precedence for this, for other vaccines that have been taken off the market, because you know what, there's too much. You know, rotavirus is a good example in the early days. Um, they were taken off the market um MMR MMR has not and 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 the thing is that we've improved it's been improved with all of the feedback and all of the studies and all of this this brouhaha around autism um they've 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 made it and done studies i'm talking millions of dollars have been put into this to restudy this and to to make sure that this wasn't this wasn't a case and if anything um autism doesn't Autism, as a as a spectrum of diseases, has not has not changed in its incidence, and it has nothing to do with the vaccine rates, right? It has nothing to do with that, um, because vaccine rates are not great, and autism continues, <laughs> right? So that by itself is telling you they're not related. Um, And again, we've mentioned this in previous podcasts and what I've talked about with a lot of um, friends and family who are worried about autism is that like, you have to remember tools for identifying disease have also improved over time, at the same time, that Vaccines have become a little bit more prominent, right? And then vaccine companies have become more prominent. And I'm not saying that they're 100% ethical because everybody should have Moderna and Pfizer at the moment with COVID, right? Like we shouldn't be fight, having that fight. But that's another podcast. So uh, what I what I want to say is that um, for autism in particular, we're getting better at identifying it earlier, right? identifying it earlier and then understanding that it's not just one definition there there is a spectrum of disease there's mild disease up to this very severe disease right and all of those tools and understandings have improved over time and so of course we're going to pick it up a lot i have family members who have never been diagnosed with this who i know i'm like you have this <laughs> you know like you definitely have this but but again it's just a matter of like back then we didn't have the tools um, and the attention that we have on it now to try to see if we can help folks that are on the spectrum live better lives and higher quality lives. Right. And and also their families. And so that's where that's where we're at. Right. And, and it's just a it's just a really unfortunate time in history again. Um, and again, if you have questions, I mean, talk to your providers send us messages. If this still isn't clear, like let us know, we'll, we'll talk, we'll have another podcast dedicated to it because I, in some of the feedback that I've received personally about the conversations that Dr. Amy and I have been having is like, can you address autism? And we've done it and, and we'll do it again. (laughs) We did it again. We did it in a previous podcast. We'll continue to do it again. And whatever it takes to assuage your fear around this, um, is is what we're willing to do. Autism, unfortunately, there's no marker for it. You can't test for it early. You have no idea. Um, we're still trying to get our heads around how this is actually transmitted. What's the genetic components? What are the environmental components? Like, what is it? We're still we're still not sure. The one thing though that we are sure is that it's not vaccine related. It's just not. Like we <laughs> you're can take here it off the table. <laughs> we can take it off the table. We've studied it to death. Like there's no relationship. Yeah. So let's put some resources into figuring out what is actually causing it as opposed to continuing to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. around the fact that vaccines are not actually causing this uh, i
0: I'm glad you said that. I completely agree. Um there are I actually found a list. this was a couple of years ago, but a list of all the studies. That have gone into looking to see if there was a link between vaccines and autism. It was hundreds of thousands of children, millions of dollars, millions of research hours to find no link, nothing, over and over. Different groups, all different so different science groups, all different groups of people from different communities across the globe. It is, it is, we know for sure. <laughs> There there is no link based on all that that's been done. And like Dr. Tony said, now what we need to do is take those people, the money and the resources and try to figure out what does cause autism. And we, we do know that it's genetic and there have been some, um, there have been some kind of small clues as to, as to, you know, which genes and different combinations and things, but um, we still don't have it unlocked completely because it's the brain and the brain is so complicated.
1: We don't know a lot about the brain, <laughs> the brain, the brain, the brain. We want to keep the brain. <laughs> we don't, we don't know. We have to just scratch the surface of the brain.
0: <laughs> the brain is like almost like the final frontier.
1: <laughs> so fascinating. It's so fascinating.
0: There's I just think so I remember fun.
1: hearing in medical school, like we understand like 10% of it or something like that. But you know what's
0: funny is the more we learn it's like okay let's revise that 10% is more like 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Or something like that. <laughs> like it's ridiculous how much yeah. we don't know about the brain. So Yeah.
0: So so there's there's more to learn. We you know we don't we don't know. But the whole how did we get here? Like that was one of the big pieces that that MMR scare that drove us to um having a mistrust of vaccines and I I want to show off my t-shirt which I've shown before. But vaccines
1: cause adults. Again, this is not for those of you listening to the podcast. <laughs> who are going to our
0: YouTube.
1: But you can see the oh, the t-shirt. T-shirt.
0: Yes, you can see the t-shirt. But like, because I wear this, because there are t-shirts that have been made by the people who follow Voldemort. <laughs> and they have t-shirts and things that say vaccines cause autism. So in response, vaccines cause adults. That's that's what that's that's my mantra. So one of the things that um that also um kind of kept going is that with this start of of people having more serious mistrust in vaccines in 2019, I believe it was. Vaccine hesitancy was listed as a top 10 global threat to health because people are, you know, not getting all of the the vaccines that can protect them from these deadly infectious diseases. So it's a top 10 threat to global health. Um, And, you know, it has to do with... um, I mean, there's so many different elements, and I think this is, you know, probably a tangent that would be for another podcast, but fake news and social media and, you know, all these different ways that people kind of share their information, um, you know, it's just, it spreads like wildfire. And, um, yeah, they've they've also, the other thing is vaccines are a victim of their own success. People will say, oh, I don't see that anymore you know why do i need to get vaccinated for that well i'll tell you why it's because it's we're an interconnected global world you can you can be in saint lucia eight in eight hours
1: <laughs> <laughs> where you start from
0: <laughs> <laughs> true depending on where you start from if you start from you know yeah somewhere more south but my point is like we go all over the world and all these things haven't been eliminated so the Columbus, Ohio outbreak, they're not sure if it's travel related, but they think it is, it's likely travel related. And it probably came from an area where where measles is um, more endemic um, than Ohio. So we are a a global society that's interconnected and um, that they're still out there. So even though we may not see some of these infectious diseases at home, or maybe you personally haven't seen them, not you as in Dr. Tony, but you as in the listener in the world, um, they're still out there. You know, polio is coming back. We know that. We just have a whole
1: podcast dedicated to that. Yeah. So I was going to. This has been springing up over the years, right? We've had pockets of of, of springing up. You know, there was that Disney outbreak um, several years ago. Um, and it just it just keeps popping up and it's just going to continue to pop up, especially in light of, you know, we just uh, released our, our latest uh, podcast episode about pediatric vaccines. Just nobody's getting them like not that nobody's getting them, but they're like they're the the, the rates of uptake are much lower than they have been. And so I we're going to this our our efforts are going to transition into teaching you about diseases that you have to worry about now that we never had to worry about before, because we're just not, we're just not being proactive and trying to figure out how to prevent them, you know? And I know it's complicated. It's just so, it, it is so, so complicated and, you know, one at a time, right? Like let's talk about it one at a time so that it's not confusing and, you know, um, understand that things are going to get even worse. Now with the Twitter news <laughs> that they're not banning misinformation anymore. My god. Oh my god. That's going to be more it's going to be even more confusing. You're going to be in the interwebs and confused even more. Yeah. And so we're just I mean, we're going to we're going to hold steady <laughs> and yeah. like One of the things that we've we've actually been very successful, I think that we've been able to do is like if you get articles or see videos or whatever it is that are that are frightening you and stressing you out, send them to us Mm -hmm. and we'll break it down line by line. Like, I I think that's something that I've been wanting to do and we have done here um, is really going through it line by line as folks that have no financial interests (laughs) whatsoever (laughs) in giving you wrong information, right? Like that there's nothing, there's nothing there. We really truly just want everybody to live their best lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, send that to us that it's, it's going to get crazier. It is going to get crazier and you, we just don't want you to get caught up in it, but yeah,
0: I was just going to say, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like, so Twitter just recently announced that it's no longer going to, um, it's no longer going to filter or stop misinformation, particularly in the context of COVID. But I think we can just say across the board, they don't care. It's more, it's free speech. And whoever wants to say whatever they want to say, whether it's accurate or inaccurate, it's going to be spewed on Twitter. So that just means that even though I feel like you and I, Dr. Tony, are, you know, co- are combating this every minute of every day, now it's going to be every second of every minute of every day. <laughs> Um. So, yeah, so, yeah, so we yeah. have that, <laughs> and then, yeah. So let's keep that in mind. But the lat, the thing I wanted to end on, and I'm going to shift over to Dr. Tony is, what can you do to keep your kids safe during like an outbreak like this? Like, I- there's one obvious thing,
1: but I mean, the the best thing to do is to get your kiddos vaccinated. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's nothing, there's no. I mean besides hand washing and stop licking the table and get your face off of that garbage can and the stuff that we're normally doing and stop eating the zoo fence and all of those things that we're telling our children to do. I mean, you can do all of that stuff and still get measles if you're not not vaccinated. That's just basically the way that it is, right? What's so awesome about measles is unlike the rest of them, it's two shots. It's two and done. And you're finito. Like that's it. <laughs> we can say that with confidence, too. Two and done. Like it's not going to be. You know, stay tuned to our next episode when we tell you how many more nope. shots you need. Nope. Measles nope. is two shots. That's it. Yep. And part of the reason why is because it's a it's a live attenuated virus. It's it, and it has a very strong. Well, that just means weakened. You know, live weakened virus that yep. just is really efficient at teaching your immune system how to look out for those intruders like it's so good at it. And yep. so um, you only need two and then you're done. And yes, you know, I to those parents who have had it and have been like, you know, I, I feel like they've had a bad reaction and all that stuff. You know, that fever is scary. I, I, my son had it when he had the when he was 12 months old. He got the MMR. He had a he had a scary fever. He really did. And I saw it happening to him. And I was just like, it's just the measles. He's just reacting. He's just teaching. You know, I had to go through that whole process. And he was fine. Like right, he was fine right after. And so I've experienced the reaction that a lot of people have said that their kids um, have gone through that have scared them. You just have to be prepared for it mentally. They're going to get through it. It's going to be okay.
0: Two shots, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two shots and done. And then just a just to give you even, I think you know more ammunition for getting this vaccine is that after the first dose, it's um it's been shown to be about ninety two to ninety three percent effective at preventing preventing infection, and after the second dose, it's like ninety seven to ninety eight percent. So you know, just get them both.
1: Yeah, two and done for life. For life. That's it. Like if you still, you know, you can check your blood. This is one where you could check your blood and see what your antibodies are. And it'll tell you like, yep, you're fine. (laughs) You know, if you're interested, this is one where we've really done, I think, a pretty good job. Um, And so, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to tell the people. That's the that's for you people. So if there's anything that you want to argue with us about, bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> send us
0: an email um you know i would say you know please if you find this informative share our podcast with people that you know neighbors friends family anyone who you think could benefit from hearing about vaccines and how they work and you know recent infectious outbreaks and things like that from people who you know we We are experts in the field, but we also do our best at trying to break down things in understandable terms. Like that's one of the things that I think I find the most, the most fun. So I'm going to leave you with the fact that measles wipes the immune memory hard drive. That's our analogy for today. (laughs)
1: It is. All right, y'all. See you later. We hope that demystifies measles for you a bit. Send us your questions and comments at Dr. Tony and Dr. Amy at gmail.com. That's drtoni, T-O-N-I, and Dr. Amy A-I-M-E-E, at gmail.com. Thanks as always to Jeff Judy for providing the music. And if you don't want to listen to us, listen to our littles. Get vaccinated.